talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, October the 13th. And, of course, uh, heading up uh, just uh, teasers right now. Of course, the UL team uh, showed their medal last night and uh, come back to win a big game, uh, 23-13. Elsewhere, Major League Baseball playoffs continue. We'll have a little bit of that. The Saints injured list, we'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, as of, uh, I think the line was down to one. It was started off at one and a half, maybe two, against uh, against the Bengals, uh, meaning the Saints being the dogs. High school coaches on later on this morning uh, as Coach Learman and Coach Olivier will talk a little bit about their teams. And um, to me, the big news, Major League Baseball signs up with CBD and Charlotte's Web. And that ought to be interesting, Jeff, uh, in that regard. Uh, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Well, uh, Charlotte's Web is a marijuana company. Okay. And they're going to sponsor Major League Baseball games. Just, uh, I don't know, I found it strange. Of course, tobacco has always been uh, spitted at Major League Baseball games in that regard over the years. I think until they stopped it when they asked the teams to uh, – that was some of the messiest duck hot you'd ever seen with those guys chewing tobacco. Now it's mostly bubble gum and uh, uh, sunflower seeds in the dugouts. But uh, going back to our initial statement, the Cajuns last night uh, started off real slow. Uh, they were down 7-3 to three at halftime. Uh, moved the ball okay, throwing it. Couldn't run the ball much at all in the first half. I think they had somewhere in the vicinity of 20 yards total rushing uh Woolridge, uh, the quarterback, did most of the uh, work. He was 9 out of 16 for 94 yards. Uh, I think UL only had maybe 20 yards rushing in that first half. And the, then uh, they go to halftime and uh, lightning pop and uh, some rain starts coming down. And, of course, once that lightning pops within a, what, 10-mile radius, I think. I'm not sure what it is, but at some point, yeah, they have to pause for 30 minutes until – more lightning strikes, and then they reset that clock. And uh, I, I, I just thought it was the longest halftime ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking it did go to half, right? And then all of a sudden, I see the little yellow box that said, uh, "You all's in a weather delay." Because I'm watching baseball, uh, the Braves game. Braves uh, held on for a victory. The Padres, uh, nice victory against the Dodgers last night. Uh, but um, yeah, finally that game, and then the Blackhawks eventually at. Um, well, game that was scheduled for about 8.35, uh, they dropped the puck a little after 9 o'clock after all the ceremonies, but right. kept me up. But uh, no, I, I thought the Cajuns played solid in the second half. They nothing, did. Nothing heroic, but uh, they, they played solid. Yeah, well, they start, They got their rushing game going a little bit better in the second half. Uh, Woolridge was a leading rusher, and uh, even the comments in the opening statements uh, before the game was that uh, Coach... Coach Mike Decimo said that uh, we'd like to give him uh, some opportunities to run the ball. He ran a, f- a few RPOs, and he also ran a little, couple options. And he ended up with nine carries for 43 yards. He was sacked once, possibly twice. I think he was sacked twice in the first half. Not, nothing for big yardage, maybe a yard or two here or there. But came out, threw the ball well in the second half, too. He was 17 out of 30 for the game, 230 yards, two touchdowns in the Cajuns. Get that monkey off their back with a big three-game uh, losing streak after losing to uh, uh, Rice, uh, then UL Monroe, and South Alabama. So it's good to see them uh, back on the winning ways. And uh, and I think uh, next is, uh, don't they um, have another, I think, 4 o'clock game coming up uh, soon, too. I'm, I'm trying to remember their opponent in that regard. It might, I, don't, I don't think it was. might be Troy. might be Troy. But uh, in the meantime, the following Saturday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that is correct. And uh, the Cajuns played well. Uh, Peter uh, LeBlanc started out early in the game, catching three balls quickly. Peter LeBlanc. That's what they were saying. Oh, it was brutal. (laughs) Yeah, and, and, you know, there are some Cajun French names that are tough to pronounce. And and trust me, as a guy from Chicago, I had to learn them. And LeBlanc is not the easiest one to, to, to avoid saying the C and a soft N. But it was like B-L-A-H, blah. Yeah. La blah. And it's LeBlanc. And uh, I've heard LeBlanc. I've heard LeBlanc. Uh, I, it, the, the one that, I, that takes me to Major League Baseball, Melanson was pitching for the Astros. He's made a rounds. And Melanchon, I think they call him uh, Melanchon. Melanchon. Yeah. And 
Uh, I, I don't know if he is uh, Cajun, though. Oh, he was he born he in East Texas. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, the Pomont, Port Arthur area. There are a lot of Cajuns up in that area. I, I would hope that at that level he <laughs> says, this is how you pronounce my name. But, you know, and they would. as uh, uh, Justin Wilson says, there were a lot of poor navigators on those boats that came around Florida. And a lot of them ended up in in uh, Texas around the Beaumont, uh, Port Arthur area. So there are a lot of A-Bears and Gidrys mm. up in that area. Anyway, but the, going back to the Cajuns, uh, well, they just uh, they play well. They uh, ended up with 338 yards of total offense to Marshall's 276. Uh, they ended up 108 yards rushing after having 20 in the first half. Uh, Marshall pretty even all the way around, 137 yards passing, 139 rushing. But uh, in turnovers in the game, of course, Marshall lost a fumble and threw an interception down the field uh, earlier in the game. Uh, but uh, both teams were penalized six times, occasions for 52 yards, Marshall for 40 but uh, both punted uh, four and five times for UL and uh, Marshall. But uh, in the long run, I'm sure going up to Huntington, uh, uh, West Virginia, and come the happy flight back, I'm sure was pretty nice. Uh, I'm sure they came back uh, sometime. Uh, or maybe they, I don't know, would you think they just stayed overnight? Didn't hear those details on that with their logistics. I'm not really concerned. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, I'm, as a matter of fact, a happy flight back uh, considering uh, – the probably a one hour halftime with the rain delay of the lightning strike, which came into play. So, uh, big win for the Cajuns as, uh, they're going to be, uh, back in tune as uh, next week. And I'm pretty sure they're going to play, uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to, uh, yeah, they're, they'll play the team on their schedule. Yeah. Let's see. I'm just going through it real quick. Uh, Arkansas State. That's it. At, uh, at home. A four o'clock kickoff. It looks like uh, on the twenty second of October. So uh, good luck to the Cajuns, Mike Desimo. Uh, good to get that uh, monkey off his back with a three game losing streak. You got to go back a few years to find that for the Cajuns, uh, as they were thirteen and one last year. I think the previous year they'd only lost uh, two games, maybe. But uh, anyway, hats off to the Cajuns uh, on a big win last night. Elsewhere, baseball, Jeff, you you know as well as I do, um, the Padres even up the series with the Dodgers. Of course, the American League was off. They'll play uh, today uh, with their two games. Uh, of course, Atlanta beats Philadelphia 3-0. The Dodgers uh, get beat by San Diego 5-3. to And uh, San Diego they, gets They a- flipped that score from uh, the day before. That's right. That's and, and, correct. Well, and and the, reason, the only reason I mention that is, so, uh, because of the matchup, Darvish and Clayton Kershaw, it's going to be a much lower scoring game. It was the exact scoring game. They just flipped it. They did. They did. And uh, it evens that up. And now they head to San Diego. Dar- Darvish looked really good last night. He gave up a couple of home runs. Um, and apart from that, boy, his pitches were uh, moving, bouncing around, some good cutters and Boy, he threw a change-up at, I forget the player who struck out on it, but it was just, it was a work of art. Um, Darvish, uh, up and down when he's on, he is so on, uh, but he's not always on. But uh, last night, I thought he pitched a pretty good game. And considering uh, the Dodgers hit three solo home runs, you know, no one on base, uh, solo shots, he gave up three of them. And, uh, but Darvish, uh, and as I mentioned, they go to San Diego now. Of course, they'll have a day off. They'll play in San Diego Friday night. And, you know, I was reading somewhere that the Padres have never had a lead or even tied in the playoffs since 98, somewhere up in there. I think they made uh, – I'm trying to recall if they made the World Series that year and the Yankees beat them. They did. And um, – uh, anyway, uh, hats off to San Diego. With regards to the uh, Braves, Braves uh, even up the series at one game apiece, and they get another uh, pitching performance from uh, their starter. Uh, as Wright goes six innings and give up uh, but two hits, uh, one uh, base on balls, he strikes out six, and and the Braves bullpen comes through with a reliever in each the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. Each uh, uh, one, well, two of them getting strikeouts, but Iglesias, Mentor, and Jansen. I'll uh, get the get the win for the Braves, and they even it up. And now they travel to Philadelphia uh, for for a Friday night performance, and uh, I'm sure the Philly fans uh, have a lot to say about that. But all those all those National League games are tied up at one apiece. Of course, uh, today we'll see Seattle and Houston at 2:37, uh, Cleveland and the Yankees at 6:37 tonight. 
Uh, Starting that early, six thirty-seven. Yeah, time. in New York. Yeah, so that might still be daylight uh, up in New York because that's our time. I'm pretty sure. No, that's Eastern time, so they're an hour ahead of us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's five thirty-seven up there. No, they're ahead of us, so it's seven thirty-seven. Oh, there. you're correct. Yeah, they're sharp. you're right about that. Yeah, I should know that since my sister is in the Eastern time zone in Atlanta. Elsewhere, uh, going for the Yankees tonight, uh, 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 Valdez and for Castillo for for the uh, Mariners uh, with the Houston series. So uh, I didn't realize Valdez. He's seventeen and six this year with a two point eight two ERA. That's pretty impressive. The left-hander in Houston with all those right-handed bats uh, with the short porch and left field. Houston's uh, over and under in the game is seven runs. Uh, Houston's uh, minus one fifty-two. And uh, the way the Astros are playing right now, boy, can Seattle come back from that? Well, that was a tough loss, man, yeah. giving up a three-run homer, and that, that kind of deflates. But they had a day off to think about it. and uh, yeah, That, you know, typical uh, we're staying in the same town but going to have a day off. Yeah. I, I can't believe they uh, did that to that schedule, but. Why did you just start it a, a day later, too, you know? Or I, I would have played two games on uh, Tuesday and four games Wednesday instead of just the opposite. But that's yeah, me. yeah, who knows? Uh, of course, uh, later on this morning at uh, at 7.30, we'll have Coach uh, Josh Learman on to talk about the Yellow Jackets' future opponent, the Bar Buccaneers. Uh, of course, they had a tough loss last week to Opelousas. Uh, in that regard, and then coming on at eight o'clock, Carol Olivier with the uh, Cadiana Christian Lions. So, uh, anyway, uh, interesting uh, all around the league right now uh, as baseball, the playoffs, uh, really going strong. Uh, NFL game tonight. You, of course, you've got to have the uh, primetime Amazon as the uh, Redskins, excuse me, excuse me, the Commanders uh, take on the Bears t- tonight, uh, and the Bears are two and three. Are, uh, Washington, the Commanders, one and four, and uh, basically, uh, Jeff, it's a picket game over in uh, Chicago tonight. Somebody has to win. Yeah, well, the Bears have won two games. Uh, that's more than one more than I can say for Washington, and uh, both, uh, you know, the Packers and the Vikings lead. Uh, I think the Vikings lead the uh, division right now. They're four and one, and the and the Packers are three and two. After that loss in uh, London over the weekend, so um, uh, we'll see how that's going to play out tonight. Uh, uh, anyway, it's hard to believe that uh, Washington's averaging 18 points a game, the Bears 17. Uh, the Bears uh, have only get 293 yards a game, while Washington 367. Passing Washington is that's a difference 278. The Bears um, 135. Uh, rushing yardage, Washington's 89 yards a game, 157 for the Bears. Uh, Justin Fields must add to that number, too. Huh? He needs to be given the opportunity to throw the ball more often. Um, I, I mean, at some point, uh, we want to see what this kid can do. And don't stick him out there and just have him hand off. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, the Bears have always prided their game on, on being able to run the ball in great defense. But uh, you keep trading for these quote-unquote blue-chip quarterbacks moving up. They moved up to get Trubisky. They move up to get Justin Fields. Let them do their thing, for the love of God. Yeah, they just let them throw the football. And uh, Fields, uh, I think he's so dangerous, you know, dropping back. And he's going to take off if his receivers are covered. But uh, in play action, I don't even know if the Bears have play action in their uh, repertoire course uh, the Bears as you mentioned uh, with Walter Payton and all those all those years having those big get going back to Gale Sayers even back in the mid-60s uh, uh, the Bears always Papa Bear when he was in charge uh, they would run the football play great defense with people like Butkus and Doug Atkins and people like that and then going into the 80s with the uh, what was it the 46 defense mm-hmm. uh, that uh, they made famous but uh, tonight the Bears uh Kick off around seven fifteen uh, our time as uh, the Commanders and the Bears go at it. Uh, Long time rivalry. They, they, those two had to be playing against each other forever. It seems like, uh, and since they both uh, came into the league uh, in the initial stages back in the twenties. So that's our Thursday night uh, NFL action. Of course, uh, uh, around the scene, uh, LSU uh, looking to uh, get back on the winning track as they travel to Florida to take on the Gators in a big. Uh, Game for the Tigers at four and three, oh, four and two right now. Excuse me, uh, hadn't lost to Florida yet. 
Hopefully they can find a way. Billy Napier makes uh, pulls in the our area crowd because of his uh, his relationship with uh, UL over the years. And uh, LSU, well, at least they don't kick off at 11 o'clock, uh, uh, Jeff. So uh, one thing working for the Tigers, uh, they'll kick off at 6 p.m. Uh, Saturday evening uh, over in Gainesville against a Florida team that's also 4-2. and two. Uh, they're losing to, I believe, they lost one of their games to Kentucky, I think, last week. And uh, they look to uh, get back on track. I last week. Maybe, maybe the week, week before. before. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who they played last week. But uh, they've got a loss on their uh, schedule. Two. Yeah, yeah two. And uh, they're favored by two and a half over the Tigers. 52 is over and under in that game on ESPN Saturday night at 6 o'clock. Uh, they expect a high of the day. It's 86, but uh, it'll be cooling for that night as the kickoff will be approximately at uh, 7 o'clock uh, their time. So a low of 58. So Tigers averaging 32 a game, Florida 31. They, they, they match up almost exactly except for rushing yards. LSU at 172, uh, Florida at 213. Uh, 46% on third down conversions, Florida at 40. Uh, LSU gives up 19 points a game, Florida 25. LSU gives up 329 yards a game, Florida 413. And uh, passing yards, LSU 193, 226 for Florida. Rushing yards, 136, uh, 186 for the the Tigers. So uh, interesting game for them. Both schools uh, should be an interesting contest, Jeff, for both of them. But uh, in the meantime, uh, Major League Baseball, uh, American League uh, goes at it today and – Game last night, congratulations to Coach uh, Mike Desimo and his squad for uh, taking down Marshall. They were a 10-point underdog in that game and uh, come back with a big W. No, no, not. By the way, uh, the two losses Florida has, uh, as you mentioned, Kentucky, that was back on September 10th, and then uh, Tennessee beat them. That's right. Um, in a tight game, 38-33, to back on the 24th of September. They picked up uh, a couple of wins since. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, it should be an interesting contest Saturday night on ESPN, so approximately 6 o'clock our time, 7 o'clock in Gainesville. So uh sun should be down over there. In the meantime, Jeff, hallelujah, before we go to our break, we had a little rain this morning. Yeah, very light rain, and the, the radar would indicate we might still see a little rain today, but um, forecast not really uh, giving it much chance, but uh, it does look like there's still a little rain activity out there. Yeah, from what I understand, we have a, a might have a little rain maybe in the seven o'clock hour, but nothing. Uh... Most of the rain is right now to the west. Uh, there is a line of showers a little bit um, along the I ten corridor, uh, heck, from Lake Charles to Baton Rouge, but much of the bulk of the rain is uh, on the other side of Highway ninety. Oh, okay. So uh, moving, moving uh, south, south. Yeah. So we might miss some of it, but we could get a little, some more showers. We could use to help the grass and the flowers and even the the dust that's in the air. Anyway, in the meantime, we're going to go ahead and take our first break this morning. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Uh, we'll be back with uh, Coach uh, Josh Learman from the Yellow Jackets right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main across from the shadows. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish 
diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions. And you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, October the 13th. And on the line with us is head football coach Josh Lerman of the New Iberia High School Yellow Jackets. Good morning, Coach, and welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're quite welcome, Coach. Uh, of course, uh, got a little rain this morning. Hopefully, uh, it'll uh, get things uh, weather a little bit better, Coach. But uh, I know... Uh, you were on uh, the Sports Corner uh, Saturday morning. For our listeners that maybe didn't uh, catch that, uh, could you just uh, give us a, just a quick recap of your game uh, last Friday and uh, also your upcoming opponent, I think the Bar Buccaneers, uh, come to, to Nish uh, Friday night? Uh, last Friday, you know, we we, uh, we competed well. You know, really in the second half, we played played pretty good, pretty well in the second half. You know, just we, we got to put two halves together. Uh, as far as Barb, you know, Barb is, is still Barb, you know. They, uh, very well coached, do a lot of stuff, uh, offensively, you know, unorthodox type things, a lot of misdirection type stuff. So we're going to be locked in and ready to play and put together two halves. What, what have you learned about Barb since uh, you and I talked Saturday morning? Uh, what kind of game do they bring? Uh, they're offensively, they're, you know, they're spread, and they're going to throw it around. Uh, like I said, do a lot of misdirection stuff. They have a really, really good receiver. I believe he was the district MVP last year. Uh, he is a very, very fast, very very good. Um, defensively, they, again, they're also very it's, – it's some, a defense you don't, you don't see a whole lot of. So, you know, again, you know, our coaches are – you know, we, we have a good group of coaches here, so we're going to have our kids ready and, you know, put together two halves and, and, and see if we can get a win. Talked about uh, not not necessarily you and I, but um, Tony and I have talked about uh, the the Lake Charles area teams since the hurricanes that were so rough on them uh, two three years ago, or maybe one two years ago. Um, it seems to uh, have affected their football programs a little bit. Uh, once so dominant, maybe not as dominant anymore. But uh, obviously, you still have some concerns about what Barb can bring. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, I, I wasn't here for the last three years. I know that four years ago, Barb was really good. Oh yeah. And I know, I know the hurricane. The hurricane hit, and uh, you know they say they've gone down. They they they've gone down a little bit, but you know they're still a good team. And and, and Coach Contreras over there, I have nothing but respect for him because he does a fabulous job with with that team. Yeah, no doubt. Coach, uh, you and I talked about it Saturday. In fact, I appreciate the fact that you uh, took some time out from what your team was doing and uh, helping out uh, in a community project. Uh, and you got some, um, uh, I saw a little write-up in the Iberian about it as well. But uh, talk about uh, how important it is to bring about some character in your players and, and that kind of team-building experience you had Saturday morning. Well, I, I mean, I, I think that I think character wins. So you know, we have a lot of kids, a lot of high character kids in this in this program. You know, and you know, I've been telling the kids since you know since I, I was named the head coach that you know, culture matters more than wins and losses. You know, so you know, we're trying to build a culture, and you know, we didn't do that to to get a write up in the paper or any of that. So we did it because it was the right thing to do, and you know, people needed needed help, so we went and helped them. Uh, and and again, uh, a great effort there, uh, indeed. 
It's homecoming week. I, I didn't catch the homecoming. I had some AC issues, and um, my, my AC guy, I call him the Ice Man, uh, was working on my uh, refrigerant. But uh, I understand a good homecoming parade yesterday, and I made it to the Quarter Tavern a little later, but still the class of 92, the class of 97. They're ready for homecoming. Yeah, yeah, I think they're all ready for homecoming. No, the parade was great. Uh, you know, the school has done a good job. I, I, I think this is the first, you know, normal homecoming they've had here since COVID. So I'm happy for the kids. You know, they, they have a good time with it. You know, we're, we just have to, you know, fight the battle of keeping the kids focused on, you know, what's important on Friday night also. Yeah, and, and the reminder that it's homecoming. It's not about the current student population. It's, it's about the alumni. And it's so much more fun to enjoy, say, the homecoming dance when you win the game. So stay focused on that. Yeah, we, we, had, that, uh, we had that conversation on Monday that, that it's homecoming. And you guys are already home. You don't have to come home for homecoming. So it's really not, it's really not for you. <laughs> there you go. But, again, uh, a- any other concerns heading into tomorrow night, uh, injury issues or anything like that? No, we're, we're actually going to be, you know, we're going to have a, a, quite a few kids back. So, uh, you know, we'll be as healthy as we as we, we have been in probably two or three weeks. So, uh, you know, again, we're just going to go out there and compete and play as hard as we can, and, you know, we'll accept the results after that. And, Coach, you had mentioned to us, too, that, that Barb is kind of multi-spread uh, offense. Uh, you said the wide receiver they had uh, last year was the district MVP. Uh, anything uh, uh, without giving away game plans, uh, uh, how are you going to slow down a, a Barb team? Looks like they, they can score points, but it looks like they can give up points, too. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we, we, have a, we have a plan. You know, we have a plan for him, for that receiver. You know, we uh, – you know, we're going to do a few different things this week that has been, been what are normal for us. You know, because we, you know, we we always try and stop the best player and make other people beat us. So that's that's our what our plan will be. Okay, uh, I don't know, uh, Jeff. Anything further? No, but coach, uh, always a pleasure. Appreciate you joining us on these Thursday mornings, and we will look forward to checking in with you again on Saturday morning. All right, thank you guys for having me. All right, good luck, coach. Appreciate right, it. Thank you. Appreciate uh, Coach Josh Learman. Uh, a little later this morning, Carol Olivier with Acadiana Christian School to get us caught up to date. Um, their season winding down. Uh, maybe one, just two games left for them. Yeah, that's right. And uh, not sure who they played uh, last week. Seemed like they, you know, their their schedules uh, a little different with they, their. They had to go up to uh, Mount Olive. Yeah, Mount Olive. Yeah, to play Mount Olive, who they had a had a uh, care of Mount Olive when they came down here to play, but. Uh, uh, put, going on the road, and I think that's a three or four hour bus ride too up to that part of the country, uh, up at uh, Athens, Louisiana. Uh, uh, in the meantime, but uh, uh, the Bar Buccaneers for the Yellow Jackets, uh, he's right. They, man, they had some really great teams. Uh, oh no doubt, no doubt. And uh, boy, the hurricane just destroyed them. Of course, Bar. When you, I think of Bar, I think of baseball. I don't know how many state championships they've won in that regard, and uh, they've had a few of their players hit the major leagues too. So. Uh, Anyway, uh, Bar Buccaneers in that South Lake Charles area was really devastated uh, with, with the Hurricanes the past uh, two years. So uh, good luck to the Yellow Jackets. Hopefully uh, they can have a great homecoming celebration uh, here this Friday night and on to the uh, weekend, uh, Jeff. Any, uh, got any breaking news here? I wouldn't say uh, breaking news, but, you know, we were talking about the uh, Washington football team and – uh, situation here, uh, Dan Snyder apparently is claiming dirt on the NFL and owners and Roger Goodell. And, again, I don't know if this is a last act of defiance. but uh, <laughs> Squeaky wheel gets the grease, you know. But uh, Dan Snyder does uh, this thing when he feels cornered, according to those who know him well. He paces in a hotel suite or in his uh, super yacht or uh, at Riverview as $48 million Virginia state, cradling a drink in one hand, he tells members of the inner circle about the dirt he has accumulated on fellow owners, coaches. It is a boys' club. Uh, you can only imagine there is some dirt uh, to, to be talked about uh, throughout that. Uh, all the stuff he's learned from other sources, including private investigative firms. He never says exactly what he knows, only that in his 23 years as owner of the Washington football team, knows a lot 
and he says they cannot f with me. Uh, he has said, and so uh, I again as uh, the Washington football team plays tonight, it'll be interesting if Dan Snyder's uh, comments um, have a influence on the game. Uh, you're right. Motivation uh, in the team. I can remember when he purchased uh, the Redskins at the time. Uh, the name. Uh, I want to say he bought the stadium, everything, like for $850 million or somewhere in that vicinity. And uh, and I, I want to say at the time he might have been in his mid to late 30s. He was a younger guy. Yeah, yeah, when he bought the team. And like you said, it's the 32 big boys club, even though they do have a few female owners, of course, uh, of the Bears. Ms. McCloskey owns uh, uh, the Bears. And I think there's a Ms. Benson, you know, with the Saints. But like you mentioned, it is a big boys club, and that's a big toy they have to play with. And uh, he, he, you know, I just I laugh because you know it's it's like a kid's game. You know, they go and try to find uh, well, my daddy can beat your daddy. Yeah. You know that that type of scenario. And uh, anyway, with uh, with him, uh, Dan Snyder, uh, who knows what uh, he's going to come out with uh, to kind of protect himself. But uh, he's in a box. He's boxed in right now. And and again, so the the dog you hate to corner maybe. Uh, he, he apparently said the NFL is a mafia. All the owners hate each other. <laughs> uh, I, I can uh, understand the one, dislike. One veteran owner said, "No, that's not true. All the owners hate Dan." <laughs> <laughs> that might be the uh, proper uh, uh, line, but uh, with that, Jeff, it's uh, it's going to come down to uh, 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 they box him in and they force him to sell. But uh, I see him fighting uh, uh, down to the <laughs> down to the very end. I don't see him giving up the Redskins anytime soon. Especially, you know, didn't he purchase a, a large section of land yeah. over in Virginia to possibly move the franchise into Virginia? Uh, will they still call him Washington? The command? Well, they're in Maryland now, so yeah, I mean, that's. Right. Well, the District of Columbia basically is uh, part of Maryland, even though our forefathers is sectioned it off back in the day. But in the meantime, uh, Schneider, who knows what he's going to come up with or say. Uh, he, and like I said, he's backed into the corner right now. If What is it, 24, 25 owners decide of the 32 that he needs to move on or sell the team, uh, they can force that. So uh, we'll see. Anyway, interesting uh, <laughs> with the Redskins, uh, excuse me, the commanders that play tonight. No doubt. Anyway, uh, Jeff, uh, of course, uh, we have Coach uh, Carol Olivier of the Acadiana Christian uh, Lions coming on at approximately 8 o'clock. Uh, I just I found this interesting, though, Jeff. I mentioned it uh, in uh, earlier just as a teaser with uh, Charlotte's Web uh, 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 going to sponsor Major League Baseball. And I, 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 like you, I saw it last night or yesterday evening, and uh, they signed the deal, uh, the CBD uh, deal uh, sponsor, and uh, with Charlotte's Web, and I, I wasn't familiar with Charlotte's Web at all other than the book, you know, the children's book. And uh, come to find out, it's a cannabis-type, uh, 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 I guess, sales in, in that. And uh, they're going to sponsor Major League Baseball. I look to see maybe Saturday night what kind of <laughs> takeoff they're going to have on uh, on Major League Baseball with regards to uh, – uh, they uh, uh, making fun of that. Uh, you know, they find ways uh, to do that. So, uh, you know, the Major League Baseball baseballers uh, Saturday night. I don't know. I think I just I wait for that uh, with the, their performance with Charlotte's Web and the ball players. You know, being sponsored by uh, a cannabis company. So it and who would have thought gambling would be a sponsor of all the major sports now too? I mean. Uh, Wow, uh, I don't know what one time, but NFL didn't even want to go into Las Vegas because of the gambling yeah. issues and all. But they're there now. I'm waiting for Major League Baseball. Would they go into Las Vegas too? Hey, uh, if that Oakland uh, A's uh, stadium issue doesn't uh, come to fruition, that's where they're heading. Yeah, it sure looks like it. Uh, anyway, uh, just the cannabis issue. I just all the people standing there with involved with uh, Charlotte's Web. Uh, and like I said, when I first saw that, it was Charlotte's Web. But we'll, we'll, we'll. Under the partnership, MLB actually owns 6.1 million shares of Charlotte's Web. <laughs> so, wow. I mean, uh, if cannabis is allowed, uh, you know, in one of the states that uh, sponsors uh, 
the Major League Baseball games are the, are the uh, players allowed to smoke the cannabis, you know? <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. Just Remember, a- though, CBD is not the same thing as marijuana. True. It's a single compound found within the plant. Uh, doesn't necessarily give you a high, uh, and there are many medical benefits uh, that folks not will swear by. Not denying that at all with the medical uh, benefits, but I uh, just find and, it strange. And Major League Baseball uh, removed CBD from its list of banned drugs a couple of years ago. So, interesting. Wow. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and take our next break. And uh, we're, you're listening to uh, Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, home of the best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and all issue, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Monthly bingo is back this Thursday, 10 games beginning at 7. Four winners split the pot and six others win a bar tab. And don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Thanks again for voting the Quarter Tavern, best bar and more for this year's Best of the Tash. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Cane Row, and Sugar Rope. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, October the 13th. And uh, talk a little bit about the Saints. Uh, the, didn't speak much to them about the in the first two segments. Uh, the injury report came out, and a lot of Saints on, on that injury report uh, uh, but the ones that uh, uh, did not practice yesterday were Dante Hardy, uh, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, Michonne Lattimore, uh, Peyton Turner, uh, along with uh, Chris Olave and Calvin Throckmorton, uh, the tackles. So uh, those that did practice yesterday were Ryan Ramchak, uh, Paulson Adebo, uh, JT Gray, Tyson Hill, Marcus May, Malcolm Roach, and Jameis Winston uh, was limited in practice yesterday but did uh, – did uh, go through some practice, so uh, Jeff, you wonder if he may be uh, cleared to play for Sunday against uh, the the Bengals. Remember, turn on my mic. Uh, Coach uh, Allen said it was another step in the right direction, but he didn't say whether uh, he would play this week against Cincinnati. Uh, Andy Dalton has started the last couple of games, and. Him being a former uh, Bengal himself, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, gave him an opportunity to say, have a little fun yeah. Sunday, you know? That's right. You're right. Uh, anyway, uh, a little, little history on the series uh, between the Saints and the Bengals. The all-time series is tied at seven apiece. The teams first faced off in 1970 as the Saints lost 26-6 to 
they did not meet again for five years when the two teams uh, christened the Superdome in the first regular season game, 21 to nothing, as the Bengals win. And I was at that game, too. Ken Anderson just uh, just ate the Saints uh, apart that afternoon. And matter of fact, at the end of the game that the Saints used to promote uh, to try to keep their concessions going, they had the NBC uh, or the second game, the 3 o'clock game, come on. The big right? super screens, yeah, it came on that uh, particular day. And we stayed. And of all, it was O.J. Simpson and the Bills at the time. <laughs> so a lot of people stayed around. I say a lot. No, it might have been 10, 15,000. But uh, when you consider they had uh, pretty much a, a big bar. That's right. That's right. So we stayed. In, uh, my, my brother and I stayed and watched that for a little while. And uh, anyway, uh, the Saints uh, in that game, uh, of course, uh, three years later, the Saints recorded their first win against the Bengals, uh, uh, which was a home win. And also the final victory of the Saints, Archie Manning, uh, in the Superdome. And the two clubs split their next two meetings while the Saints won the next three. The Bengals captured three straight New, uh, until New Orleans broke the skid in 2010 with a 34-30 victory at Paul Brown Stadium when Drew Brees became the franchise all-time passing leader. Meanwhile, the Bengals defeated the Saints 27 to 10 in the Superdome on uh, the in the 2014 season. Saints returned the favor and uh, thrashed them at Paul Brown in 2018, their winningest margin in a road contest in club history. Five of the games in the series have been decided by a touchdown or less and looking back on the results. So, uh you can see that. So, they're all tied up at seven apiece. So, uh uh, be interesting, of course. Uh, the big news in that game will be the return of Joe Burrow to uh, Louisiana. Of course, the former Heisman Trophy winner and former LSU Tiger, uh, all suited up for the uh, Bengals. And uh, let's see if it's Andy Dalton or J- uh, Jameis Winston uh, calling the signals for the Saints. So, uh, anyway, Saints need to score some points, even though the Bengals haven't been lighting it up. They can score. Not sure with uh, with uh, uh, Chase and uh, some of the other Bengals. So. Uh, uh, the running back, Joe Mixon, also a fine player for them, multi-back. So uh, it'll be interesting uh, Sunday at the Louisiana Superdome. Got a little audio from Joe Burrow talking about him coming back to the Superdome. Of course, his last time there, the the LSU Tigers had a pretty good night. Uh, but uh, he, he is not necessarily thinking that the fans are going to be on his side. It's a place that a lot of good memories were made, but... Uh business trip we're going in to to win a game so i'm excited to go back excited to to see all the fans that supported me but they're not going to be cheering cheering for us this time i i'm not wholly convinced about that though <laughs> i'm with you yeah when, when you you hear all these uh, folks uh, talking about joe burrow excited uh, when cincinnati games are on local tv but uh, he remembers uh, one thing about uh, the celebration in the locker room and i think a lot of folks will remember that as well a great night for for our team and for for the guys that have been there. And you know, the best thing about winning the championship is the locker room after the game, and you know all the work that you guys put in. You, know, you get to celebrate that together, and so that's that's the biggest thing. I, I seem to remember a big old cigar. He was oh yeah, enjoying. I do too. But Burrow says he hasn't really talked about uh, Jamar Chase uh, on their homecoming trip. A lot of people there, and you know this game means a lot to him, just like it does for me. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, this is a must-win game for us. We've got to go out there and execute the way we need to and get this win so we can get back on the right track. There you go. One thing I'd like to see is Odell Beckham Jr. throwing out dollars, you know, <laughs> to, to, to his you, former teammates. He came there. into the news yesterday. He's rehabbing pretty quickly, and I'm not too sure where he's going to end up. There was talk at one time uh, he was going to end up with the Bills and that offense. That's all they need is another big-time receiver like he. But uh, Joe Burrow coming back to the Superdome uh, seems like uh, LSU can't win a national championship unless they play in New Orleans, too. They're all four of the national championships have come in uh in, in New Orleans as they beat Clemson in 58 of course Oklahoma in 03 uh elsewhere uh that's when Saban won his and then uh Les Miles won his when uh I'm trying to think they beat uh well I want to say uh Saban beat Ohio State no, Saban Oklahoma beat Ohio State uh, Oklahoma and, that's right and, and, and uh beat Miles beat Oklahoma and then of course uh the Tigers uh under uh Coach O beat Clemson and those are their first uh, of their uh, their four national champions, three in the Superdome and uh, the other, the first one at Old Tulane Stadium, which our professional uh, golfer, I think, attended that game, uh, to my mind. So in 1900, January 1st, 1959. But back then, 
the national champion was declared at the end of the season. The bowl game was the experience and the the uh, uh, tradition of uh, enjoying uh, uh, your winning season and your championship uh, didn't come into play in the final votes until the early 70s when that uh, changed around, when Notre Dame beat Alabama in the old Tulane Stadium for their national title. Uh, and Bear Bryant uh, uh, <laughs> couldn't beat our procedure, and he was 0-2 against him. Anyway, um, I also think about uh, how – and I think the Fiesta Bowl kind of was the, the precursor to the uh, BCS, uh, that they would try and find a way to get one versus two in their game and create basically a national championship game. So, indeed, uh, that, that bowl setup uh, did help create uh, a national champion. That was late 70s, early 80s. But uh, I, I think the Fiesta Bowl, those folks uh, there, have a lot to do with what we watch right now. Yeah, and you know, at one time, the four major bowls, in my opinion, of course, the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, uh, then the Sugar Bowl, along with the Orange Bowl and the Cotton Bowl, with four big bowl games. And uh, usually the Sugar Bowl kicked off around uh, one, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, Preents, uh, the Cotton Bowl, I think, was the first one to kick off. And then during the course of time, the Orange Bowl pl- would kind of compete with the Sugar Bowl in time slot. And then they moved it sometime in the mid-60s uh, to a night game and uh, after the Rose Bowl. And the Rose Bowl would come on around 4.30 our time, somewhere yeah, in there. In, I mean, I don't remember college football until the early 70s, but you're right. It was always Cotton Bowl was first thing. Right. Then uh, the Rose Bowl and then those two primetime games. And then, yeah, you had the Peach Bowl and few other games that uh, filtered Yeah, the in. Liberty Bowl was in, uh, in and around there, but they usually scheduled that a day uh, or yeah, a week ahead of time. Yeah. And, you know, at one time the Liberty Bowl was played in Philadelphia in a dome stadium in their late 50s, and the field was only 80 yards long, so they had to reconstruct the, the, the game as, the, as it was played back in the Liberty Bowl back in the early uh, – uh, I should say the late 50s before they moved it to Memphis uh, sometime in the, I think the early 60s, maybe 60, somewhere in there. But mm. uh, anyway, it was strange to see that game. I remember watching it with my dad, and and we'd watch uh, uh, the game on an 80-yard field. But uh, it's crazy. It was crazy back then. Anyway, but uh, Liberty Bowl is now played in Memphis and has been for many years. Yeah, so. I was going to say, that's all I know. But it's Interesting to understand the uh, term uh, or the origination of the term Liberty Bowl. Makes sense it started in Philly. Yeah, it did. And uh, anyway, Joe Burrow back in the Superdome. Uh, uh, a lot of good memories for him. Uh, like I said, the Tigers' four national championships uh, came uh, in New Orleans, one at O2 Lane Stadium and the other three at the uh, Superdome, and uh, where the crowds were totally in their favor. Uh, it helps uh, a lot. Anyway, in the meantime, although, although I'd say in 2019, no matter where they played, they would have Yeah, they could have played on the moon for all exactly. our concern. Uh, LSU is just a dominant team in, in the country at that time, both offensively. And the defense wasn't playing well early in the year, but as the season wore on, boy, they, they, they were lights out, the LSU defense. So, uh, and Joe Burrow threw 60 touchdown passes in one season, which I think that was broken recently uh, by a school up in Tennessee or maybe Kentucky. And uh, what more can you say? Just a fabulous year. Everything, every play he made, he made play after play after play, along with the, the quartet of receivers he had at that time uh, catching balls. So uh, just a, a great time for Tiger fans and uh, to rejoice. And uh, still, uh, even though it can be argument, uh, there can be arguments about it. Uh, they being the greatest team ever, uh, they play college football, and it's pretty close. So, anyway, uh, Coach uh, Olive on in the next few moments, Jeff. So, let's go ahead and take our next break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Uh, we'll be back with uh, Coach Carol Olivier of the Cadiana Christian Lines right after this. Athletic field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs good-paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge, and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. 
With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Quarter Tavern 910 East Main across from McDonald's, home of the best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and all issue, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Monthly bingo is back this Thursday, 10 games beginning at 7. Four winners split the pot and six others win a bar tab. And don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Thanks again for voting the Quarter Tavern, best bar and more for this year's Best of the Tash. What does the 50th anniversary of Title IX mean? It means I'm valued. I'm empowered. I can do anything. It means I'll pave the way for every girl who plays high school sports in the future. Just like every female student, coach, official, and administrator blaze the trail for me. Because every student deserves the opportunity to play. Encourage girls you know to participate in Louisiana high school sports. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And on the line with us is head football coach uh, Carol Olivier of the Acadia Christian Lions. Good morning, coach, and welcome to the show. Good morning. How you doing this morning? So far, so good. Got a little rain in. That uh, that makes a big difference. Wish we'd get a little bit more. Not too crazy, but a little bit more. But, Coach, uh, uh, if my memory serves me correctly, you had a nice uh, road trip uh, this past uh, week, and uh, you journeyed up to Athens, Louisiana, to take on Mount Olive. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And how'd things go up there, Coach? Not not good. Not good at all. Um, we we kind of limped our way up there. Um, had a had a pretty good had a pretty good uh, game plan together. Um, served us well for a half. Um, late in the game, fourth quarter, um, pretty much got the game in, in, in hand. All we needed was a, another first down, but our our uh, quarterback went down with an injury, and pretty much from there, kind we kind of imploded. Well, coach, uh, with that, uh, was that a season-ending uh, injury for your quarterback? Do you have a, a couple more games left, or, or what's the predicament yeah, on that? We have the playoffs next week. I mean, he's definitely going to be out for the remainder of the, uh, until we until we kind of really figure out what's going on. Uh, he's going to be out for the remainder of this season for sure. Do you do you have a replacement uh, in line uh, to back him up and all, or you've got to pull somebody? Uh, that, that, go ahead. That 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 was the actual kicker. Second quarter, late in the second quarter, um, our backup quarterback, which is the starting receiver for us, he went out. Oh wow! Uh, with a yeah, uh, with a concussion, so he's gonna probably be out for the remainder. He's out definitely for the remainder this week, and really seeing how he feels going into next week, we're gonna see if we even gonna um, play him even going into next week. So we having to shuffle the deck a lot. You know, we we went in with our um, starting tackle. He was out. He had to have uh, oral surgery, so um, we we didn't have him. And uh, due to some disciplinary actions, I had a couple of players I don't mention to. None of that, none of that, even an excuse. We got to still go out there and, 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 and perform the, the best we can. And like I said, we did. It was it, it, we did everything in our power to win the game and had an opportunity to. Special teams kind of bit us. Uh, we we only we held them to like 110 yards of total offense and find the end zone defense um, offensively, but. Uh, Late in the late in the third quarter, um, to punt, 
Um, they went for like a 40 yard, caught like a little slant rod on the fake punt, went for 40 yards, uh, a touchdown, and a punt. By the minute, by the, the minute left in the fourth quarter, we stopped them on the one yard line. Um, but again, uh, we, 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 we don't, we don't have a quarterback in at this, at this point in time. We, first play, we struggled just to get the ball to back to the one yard line. Um, so we ended up, uh, taking the safety. Um, through taking the safety on the punt, we don't cover the, the free kick well, and they return it. Um, they go up. A tight game, punching it in. They got the, the extra point to go up on the team fourteen, and uh, we didn't. You know, we had about twenty seven seconds left, but we didn't. We didn't recover the the uh, kickoff. So just we just kind of special teams came back to bite us, and then you know, offensively not having we we have our we have our quarterback. You know, we we pretty much. And the ball off a couple more times, and uh, we, we, the game's over. But that's, unfortunately, that's just how football goes, you know. Gotcha. So, if I am reading this right, uh, the game you had scheduled for today uh, canceled or postponed? Yeah, it's canceled. Um, I'm right, right now, um, we had a. Then we have, you know, we had like probably like a twenty man roster, and right, right now, I have. Probably seven seven guys out, mm. um, and and with the guys that I have again, you know, some of it's disciplinary actions. Got to got to stick to our guns. We trying to raise young men. No, so, no doubt about it. Character matters, um, right? Yeah, that matters a lot. So um, I have a couple guys out with that, and then again, I have the two two uh, my two quarterbacks down. And, uh, I got a guy out on on surgery. Uh, and then I got four four kids that seventh and eighth graders that haven't played a snap yet. So traveling down there like that, uh, we, it, I just don't think it's wise. I don't want to get anybody else hurt. We're gonna use this time to to, to prepare our other guys for our playoff game. Uh, we'll try to give our best effort in that game. So, so that's what we, is uh, the playoffs uh, a certain thing, or uh, still waiting to see how uh, some other chips fall? No, um, it's a certain thing. We just waiting to see who who we gonna have in the seating. Um, just waiting to see if we gonna end up who we gonna have in the seating. So it's, it's a definite next week. Uh, we don't know the actual day yet. It's anywhere between the seventeenth and the twenty first. So we just trying to prepare for that. Uh, you know, we're gonna have to change our offense up a bit. We're gonna have to change our defense up a bit. You know, when you're losing, you're losing your uh, your best tackle and signal call on both sides. That a lot to replace, um, but I think we have some kids that were ready to step up, and I, you know, um, I'm confident that we're going we're gonna to be ready to play come next week. All right. Coach, um, stay in touch with us. Let us know uh, if that game gets scheduled before next Thursday uh, when we'd normally check in with you, but uh, keep us uh, up to date with that next game. Most definitely. I, I appreciate it. Definitely going to stay in touch. All right. Coach, always a pleasure. I appreciate it. Wish you the best of luck in uh, preparation. Uh, seems like you got a, a tough road to hoe, uh, so to speak, uh, but uh, appreciate the effort. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, good luck to you, Coach. Appreciate it. Uh, Carol Olivier over at Acadiana Christian School. And, uh, yeah, um, you know, we've talked to Coach Hudson yesterday. Uh, numbers kind of thin there and generate kind of, Thin numbers there, and uh, it's it's tough to play football without uh, you know you know some depth. Sounds like Red Cross needs to be yeah. called. I mean, uh, a lot of injuries, uh, especially on these Class A programs, even with uh, Acadiana Christian uh, small squads. They're playing eight man football. It's because they have a small team. I'm I wouldn't be surprised. His numbers eighteen to twenty kids on the whole roster, and uh, yeah, it's tough, uh, especially with, when you got a quarterback. Your best player is usually a quarterback in high school football, and uh, when they go down, uh, it, it creates a lot of problems uh, for uh, these smaller teams. But uh, uh, good luck to coach. Uh, hopefully, we'll find out what uh, transpires 
with his team in the coming uh, days. So, uh, wow, tough, uh, tough hoarding there. So, well, in the meantime, Jeff, uh, today in sports history, I've uh, got some interesting uh, facts here. Uh, on this date, 1914, uh, the World Series, the Boston Braves, that's right, Boston, beat the Philadelphia A's 3-1 to at Fenway Park for the first four-game sweep in World Series history. The, the comment about that, they, the name of that 1914 Braves team were called the Miracle Braves. They went last place in an A-team league back then in 1914 in July 4th. They come back not only to get to win the pennant, but to win the World Series beating the A's, the Connie Mack A's, Cornelius McGillicuddy was the manager of that team and also the owner of uh, the first four-game sweep in World Series history. Elsewhere in 1921, the World Series, the Giants beat the Yankees 1-0 at the Polo Grounds in a 5-3 series win, the final World Series best of nine format. Of course, the Yankees, that was their first ever World Series was in 1921, of course, Man, they went on to win 27 more. Anyway, in 1960 on this date, a second baseman by the name of Bill Mazeroski let off the bottom of the ninth with a homer to beat the Yankees 10-9 to at Forbes Field in the series deciding seventh game. The MVP, first time ever the losing team uh, had the MVP. Bobby Richardson, that game set hits in a World Series and also RBIs in a World Series. He had six in one game with a grand slam. So, uh Bobby Richardson, I think he's still with us today, too. Elsewhere in 1967, the first American uh, uh, Basketball Association, of course, the old ABA game is played with the Oakland Oaks beating the Anaheim Amigos. And uh, they used a red, white, and blue ball. And the first three-point field goal was introduced on this date back in uh, 1967. In 1969, Billy Morton, 97 and 65, is fired as the manager of the West winning Twins. Uh, unbelievable. Of course, Morton ends up going to the Rangers and also with the Yankees and Oakland during his tenure as a Major League Baseball manager. Elsewhere in 1970, two future Hall of Famers debut on this day today. Uh, Calvin Murphy with the Rockets and uh, also Dave Collins with the Celtics. Uh, and uh, those two, uh, just I can still see Collins playing uh, uh, for the Celtics, just a hard-nosed player from Florida State back in the day. 1971, the first ever World Series night game played on this date as the Pirates edged the Orioles 4-3 to at Game 4 in Three Rivers Stadium in Pittsburgh. On this date, 1982, the IOC Executive Committee approves the reinstatement of Jim Thorpe's gold medals from the 1912 Olympics. Boy, that was sad. Caught playing minor league baseball uh, probably for a few dollars, and uh, they took away his medals uh, the following year. Elsewhere on this date in uh, 1984, John Henry becomes the first thoroughbred to win over $6 million. And he ran, seemed like, forever. 1985 in the National League Championship Series, rookie Vince Coleman injured stretching before game as his left leg is caught in the Bush Stadium automatic tarpaulin. Had people, friends of mine that were at the game, say he was playing on the tarpaulin. He was walking on it as it was rolling to be uh, put back out of place since the, it had a little rain before the game. But uh wasn't uh, warming up. He was playing on the uh, tarp. Anyway, in 1991, Blue Jay uh, manager Cito Gaston is the first manager ejected in a playoff game. I can't believe Billy Martin wasn't ejected I, yeah, in that, a playoff that's game. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, I just uh, that's 70, some, 70, uh, 91 years, and no manager ever been ejected from a World Series. And, of course, the playoffs started in 69 uh, with the uh, two-team uh Championship so that includes a World Series game too. I, I, I guess it's a playoff game, so World yeah. Series is playoffs. So, as Jim Morris says, anyway, in 2019, Samoan Biles becomes the most decorated gymnast in history when she wins her record 25th medal at the World Championships in Stuttgart, Germany. Birthdays today: 1931, born on this day, Hall of Fame third baseman with 512 home runs, 12-time All Star. Uh, World Series champ in 57 and 68 with the Boston and Milwaukee Braves and a manager of the Atlanta Braves, Eddie, Mur- Eddie uh, Matthews. Eddie Matthews is the only man in Major League Baseball to play uh, for one team in Boston, Milwaukee, and Atlanta. So uh, Eddie Matthews, uh, uh, th- th- same team in three different cities. Elsewhere on this date, born on this date, uh, uh, 1942, Business, businessman and owner of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, born on this date, 1942. That make him uh, 80 years old 
today. Elsewhere in 1962, born on this date, Jerry Rice, the Pro and College Football Hall of Fame wide receiver with the 49ers, 13-time Pro Bowler, born in Starkville, Mississippi. Of course, in the end of his career, also played for a year or two with the Oakland Raiders. And I'm going to go back to the quote of the day, go back to Jerry Jones. And he said, I probably should have had a little more tolerance with Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> That's the best, I think, the best coach he ever had. Won him two Super Bowls, and they just couldn't agree. Uh, and uh, Jerry Jones uh, kind of trying to tell uh, Jimmy Johnson what to do. And uh, Johnson uh, had a lot of success, in, uh, not only in college, but in the pro game, too. That's a look at today at uh, Today in Sports History, Jeff's October 13th. One of my favorite quotes about Jimmy Johnson, though, comes from Buddy Ryan. Uh-oh. And something to the effect that there are no uh, Florida, <laughs> I, I, you know, Florida Atlantics in the NFL. Uh-huh. I forget exactly the quote, uh, but uh, Buddy Ryan was not impressed uh, by Jimmy Johnson coming into the NFL, but... At the end of the day, who schooled whom? Yeah, and, you know, at the end of the day, Jimmy Johnson coached the Dolphins for a few years. Don't know how he did. I can't recall. I don't think he had a lot of success no, there. That's why he only lasted a couple of years. Yeah, with the Dolphins. Of course, with the Cowboys uh, and Jerry Jones. You know, there's rumors going about that Sean Payton might be a coach of the Cowboys uh, right now. But Mike McCarthy is... Hey, right now, yeah, uh, you he's can't discount his effort, uh, especially with a backup quarterback. That's right. So, anyway, we'll see what transpires within the next uh, year. Anyway, uh, Jeff, uh, that's today in sports history. There we go. And uh, once again, want to thank our guests today, including Josh Learman over at New Iberia Senior High, Carol Olivier at Acadiana Christian School. want to thank our sponsors, including the Headache and Pain Center, Schwing Insurance, Kane. Row Golf and Turf Club, the Quarter Tavern, L.A. Classic Roofing, and Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep out of District 49, uh, that election again next fall.